British Strongman Podcast, episode 11. Today, we have Lee Osman joining us. He's the current under-90 Europe's Strongest Man, official Strongman Games Europe's Strongest Man, and under-90 England's Strongest Man. For, um, and he's held those... He retained that, those two titles in 2019. He was also the champion in 2018 at those two. So, Lee, can you give yourself um, a bit of an intro? Welcome and thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, so, obviously, I'm named Lee Osmond. I uh, compete at the 90, under 90 kilo category in strongman. Um, I started my strongman probably when I was 30 years old, so uh, five years ago now. Um, in like you just said, I've progressed for the last two years, uh, two-time England and two-time European champion. Um, which is pretty good, and I feel like in a short space of time, I've achieved quite a lot so far in my strongman journey. Brilliant. So, um, what what's quite quite interesting is that you so you say you didn't you didn't start competing until the age of thirty. You see, yeah. you hear quite a lot quite a lot because what we want to do with this podcast really is yeah. like remove all the barriers that people have in the, all the mental barriers to competing. Basically, yeah. there's so many people who want to have a bit of fun and have a laugh and compete, but they're, yeah. they're like, oh, I'm too short or I'm too old. Or, like, that, that's that's a thing. People say, oh, yeah, yeah. well, I would do it for us. Uh, if I'd have done it 10 years ago, like, what would yeah. you say to those people? What do you think? What, as in, if they just started 10 years ago from now? Well, I'm saying, like, you started Strongman at 30, didn't you? You just said. Yeah, so, I, I mean. That's incre- incredible. Yeah, so uh, it seems late. quite late, is my point. Yeah, it's quite late, and to be honest, I do wish I started uh, my strongman journey when <laughs> I was like maybe twenty twenty one. But I don't know. Over the last probably coming up to like when I was like twenty eight, twenty nine, I just felt like um, I needed to push myself. In I've always been into strongman since like a young age. Like probably speak for everybody when they say they used to watch it at Christmas time with the family and stuff like that. But growing up. I never thought there was there was like a category that I'd be able to go into because I knew I was never going to be a big lad. I was always quite a small, like lad, and I was never going to be one of those big strong men. So, so what what yeah. height are you? Uh, about five nine at a push. <laughs> so yeah, in my currently five, seven, I walk five seven. Yeah, my current body weight at the moment I walk around that is like ninety five kilo, and obviously going back to under ninety is uh, quite good for me even though i would like a little stab at the um, under 105s maybe next year as well which would be quite good so yeah um yeah i, I like i started quite late um but i've never really thought about competing. Well, you, well, just 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 to intervene there like you're saying you yeah said you started you started quite late but like yeah you start starting at 30 and you've you've got to like be a European champ two years running, yeah, like in the space of uh, whatever five five years. So, my my point is like that. I want people to take from this is that like whatever age you are, you can you can you you can start. Like some people would say, oh, well, you 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 get you you past your prime or whatever or like. Whereas you you you're showing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I feel like I've proved to everybody that um, no matter your age. Um, I mean, strongman's such a physical sport um, on your body, uh, your personal life, as you know. Um, it takes up a lot of time. You need the support from your family. But I've proved that you can start strongman and from nothing. I, like, I literally started from not knowing how to do a yoke, a log, and anything like that. And over like the three years from when I started, um, I've literally become two-time England, two-time European strongest man. And that's just through dedication and hard work. And that's all it is. Brilliant. I'm not gifted with anything. It was just literally hard work, dedication, and wanting to push my body to the limits. I got to the point of, like, what am I actually doing myself? I'm 30 years old now, and I want to achieve something in my life. In strongman's always been in the back of my mind, and it actually first started in 2016. Actually, Plymouth Strongest Man, um, where. I just went down with my old man. I seen it come up on 
Facebook, I think it was. And I was like, I said to the old man about it. And he said to me, like, you're a strong lad, just go for it. Uh, no expectations and just see what you do. So I went down there, enjoyed myself. No expectations at all. And I ended up winning uh, Plymouth Strongest Man. And then from then on, um, we had the Southern Qualifiers. So the year after that, 2017, um, I had like a little conversation with Mrs. Because I think um, you can't, in this sport, you can't doubt yourself um, at all. Because if you doubt yourself, then you ain't going to get nowhere. Um, and then my missus taught me rounds. And then, yeah, from there, it was history, really. And then I just started to really enjoy myself in pushing my body to the limits. Um, and yeah, and that was it. That's how I really started my uh, strongman journey, to be fair. Brilliant. And what, and what did as you well, do? Like, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Like on, one of those go, things as well ahead. is I just, um, my missus actually gave birth to like, well, one of my little girls, like, do you know what I mean? And I just wanted um, someone for my kids to look up to when they're older as well. And that's really what pushed me on as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that's really what pushed me on to be who I am today, to be fair. I've not invited you on here to be a softy bastard. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only kidding, mate. No, that that's quality. Um, yeah, that's re really good. Good insight. Um, yeah. What did you do in your like your twenties and thirties then? To that obviously when you've started, even though people might think, oh, well, you've started strongman at thirty. Obviously, you must have been training and yeah, like pushing I mean, yourself in some kind of physical way. So. I always knew build I was that base quite, level. yeah. So I always knew I was a strong lad. Don't get me wrong. Um, in I was just going up to like a local commercial gym, and I always had the mentality of uh, wanting to be the strongest guy in the gym. So, like, I'd always go up there wanting to like lift the heavy dumbbells, bench, out bench everybody. In that's where it all come from, really. And I think it was like one of my mates said to me, like you're a strong lad, you should like do something with it. And then as I got into my later teens, twenties, uh, um, that's when I started like looking into some competitions. Um, and then, yeah, I went from there really, to be fair, but I've always had like a background of being in the gym. Don't get me wrong. Um, so I've always, I've been lifting, I've probably started lifting, going to the commercial gyms, doing bits and bobs um, since I was like 20 years old. So I've always had like a little bit of background um, through training. So it's not like I went straight into strongman without any background lifting. Um, I did have some sort of lifting background, but it was nothing special. It was literally just going up, doing the chest, arms, shoulders. And I totally neglected legs. I didn't do legs at all like until I started um, in my 30s, to be fair. I just neglected yeah. them because everybody just wanted uh, big chest and arms back then. And that's literally all I'd done. And then, yeah, it just come on from there, really. When I turned, like, 29, 30, um, I just started pushing myself from there and dedicating myself to the sport. Cool. So what, what, um, what other sports have you competed with then? Um, did, you put, did you play sports? You, you, you played football, didn't you? Yeah, I played a little bit of football. Um, I was quite good, but I was really injury-prone. Um, and yeah, so I pretty much knocked that on the head um, when I was about 25. And then, yeah, just, I, it wasn't a, any good standard. Um, it's like, it's really weird with me, like the mentality that I've got. Um, if I do something, put my mind to it, then I, I want to be the best at what I can do. So if I'm like playing football and I can't get to a good standard, then I won't bother because I can't be an elite footballer. Like if I yeah, can yeah. get something, then I want to be in it to win it. And, and I think it. I think the 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 thing about like speaking from a football perspective, because I've I've played always played football, as you know. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think a lot a lot of it is about about getting a break, isn't it? As well, like with, with football, yeah. like like I don't I don't know um, exactly what the standard is around you or whatever, but but you you can you probably have mates or whatever that were that that were maybe pretty pretty average or you felt like you yeah. could have got could, could have been better than who, who've actually yeah. got a break and then they've actually ended up doing really well or yeah and and then equally you've played with played with guys at your level that you think fuck me like this guy should be playing at a higher standard 
yeah. but he's like they've never been picked up or whatever. So yeah, I think I think it's quite quite tough for that. And and basically, uh, I don't know if you heard the book. Like we've t- we've talked about it on here before, and it's um it's basically what I don't like about it. It's it is your your destiny is kind of in somebody else's hands, isn't it? That's what I don't like about it, and that's yeah, what I kind exactly. of exactly. That's why I came out of it quite a bit. Like I was just yeah. like, I'm sick of relying on other people kind of thing yeah like you say like strongman's um a lot of it is just down to you and in the amount of work you put in yourself in as you know you've got to put a lot of work in it's strongman to actually get anywhere in the sport um because it's such a tough sport and i think the under like kilo category is probably one of the competitive categories out there to be fair there's uh, so many decent lads out there in that's what that's one of the reasons why I wanted to compete at the under night category because there was so many good athletes out there that I wanted to compete against. Like coming up when I wanted to start my strongman journey, um, you had like likes of uh, Rob Ward, Tom Hibbert, Shane. In I always wanted to compete against those boys because I wanted to compete against the best to prove myself. And yeah, and over the last three three years, I've uh, managed to do that, and it's pretty cool because. At the start of my strongman journey, I remember at 30 when I started all this, um, I set myself a goal of four years uh, to reach World's Strongest Man, Strongman Games, Official Strongman Games. And I actually done that in my first year, which gave me such a buzz in, I think it was like Europe's in my first year, actually. I come third, which qualified me for um, Worlds. And that was probably my biggest achievement in my strongman journey because then I knew I was capable of competing against the best. And that's really what spurred me on, knowing that I can now compete in maybe bring home some titles. Yeah. Well, that, which that, is what I've done. Sounds amazing. That's it, like from a personal athlete standpoint, that's, that's the position that I fit that's really motivating me at the minute. I think that's what I want to do. I, I've, I've kind of, I'm not that far away from being at a standard where I feel like I could compete. I'm not, not saying be competitive, but I'm saying compete in the same field as some of the best. Like, um, I feel like I, I'd like to go to world, like either worlds, like maybe, maybe next year under nineties and feel like I could, I can like kind of hold my own in some of the stuff, if you will. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and basically, basically, it must must have felt great for you when you yeah. kind of when you've kind of um, got to compete against the guys at the highest level, and you know that this is the kind of this is what you know almost right for your your goal setting. Wherever you finished in your first year, like yeah. you, you've done it, you've put yourself out there, and you've put put yourself against the best that's available at that time. Yeah, and then and then you can kind of look at whoever finished top three or top five or whatever, and you can kind of look at them and stalk them to death and see what yeah. they're good at and then set your yeah. goals. It, 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 it like kind of make, like <clears throat> helps you with your goal setting, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, like people starting out, I mean, uh, one of the things that I would say to people is just try and surround yourself with, um, like-minded people um, who want you to succeed and just get yourself away from the negative people as well because that's what I found I'd done. I mean, I had a lot of friends that were really negative towards me doing the strongman because it's not really a big thing from where I live. Do you know what I mean? I was surrounded by a lot of idiots growing up. Like, do you know what I mean? And I managed to get away from that. And I've got a handful of people now that are really supportive. And I think that's a big thing when you're starting up especially with strongman support from friends and family is a massive thing, especially if you want to progress in the sport. Yeah. That's what I found, Jack. I think that's a great bit of advice for, for, for any, anything that you want to be successful with in life, to be honest. Yeah. Whether that be success as strongman, um, relationships, friends, groups, or whatever. I know maybe getting a bit deep or whatever, but I, I genuinely believe this in terms of, in terms of business as well, like I remember when when I was growing up and like say going to 
um, going to a grammar school and stuff, where I was I was told that right, this is the route that you have to go down. You have to go to uni. You have to go and do this job. You have to be this kind of professional, whatever. Whereas, yeah. like, I I, I didn't want to do that. I like I just wanted to. I've always just been passionate about about sport and maths actually but but sport sport is sport <laughs> yeah. is what what i wanted to do and yeah. then um and then p- people heard about me uh, wanting to be a personal trainer or a coach or whatever and they're like oh no you 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 you're stupid you um you you should be you should be doing this you should be doing that you shouldn't stay yeah. in your hometown you should be going further afield go to london go to like yeah where is it I managed to remove myself away from that and just focused on what I wanted to do. And like you yeah. say, um, surround myself with people who, who are aligned with my goal of basically just do, doing what, doing what, doing what I want to do. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's been, uh, and it, and it's really, really, really powerful, but it can, it, yeah. it can, it can be quite tough though. Um, in terms of you, you can probably think of people over the, maybe maybe relationships with mates or whatever where you feel like you've almost had to distance yourself oh definitely from someone, yeah um, in order to, in order for you to develop right have you, yeah. have you had to do that oh definitely over the last three years i've had to distance myself from a lot of mates who i thought were mates um but through my strongman journey i've met so many top guys that um really like want me to succeed and it's just literally changed the way I look at competing and friendship and who you want to be in your life and stuff like that. I think it's a big part like friends family and support in the game like you said throughout like your whole life experiences I think as well it's uh really important yeah I think I think there's quite quite a skill to it though um in terms of getting that balance right where where you where you're being that like kind of narrow-minded where you're you're so set on your goal um like i think me me and you have a similar mindset um in terms of that that um that focus and drive if you will yeah um and keeping that focus so we we, we don't really give a fuck if people people slag us off or people say oh oh yeah what's lee doing this for what's josh doing that for like yeah, I don't give a. I generally don't give a fuck. I just, no. just like blank, blank, blank yeah. it all out, and so do you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like how, how do you, how do you get to that? How do you get that to that level of like confidence and self belief without coming across as a cock? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it, it, like it's, it, a, it's a bit of a skill finding that finding that balance, isn't it? Where 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 somebody like. Oh yeah, well, all, all he does is this. All he does, yeah. all he does is is go to the gym. He doesn't go, go out for a drink, or do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, one of my mates actually said to me, uh, he was, we were talking about something, and he goes, "Fucking hell!" He goes, "All you actually know is lifting and how to lift and strong. You don't actually know anything else." And I was like, "Actually, maybe it's because over the last three years, I've just been so dedicated to the sport." then you're probably a little bit right about that. But I don't give a shit what anybody thinks, to be fair. It's, it's made me who I am today, and it's made me achieve um, some great life goals. So, and it's, yeah, it's good. Brilliant. Really good. Um, so, uh, what should we talk about next? So, what, what, what are your, your favourite events, then? No, no um, you, love, you love your overhead. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously... Um, my overhead events are awesome. Like I, I literally just love anything overhead from floor to overhead, uh, whether it be uh, rep work or one rep max. Um, I've been trying to chase the log press. I mean, log press is my favorite event. And as you know, I've been chasing that log press world record for two, I think it's two years now, to be fair. Um, I've been, I, I felt like I've been capable of doing it. I went to the SBD World Championships last year, which you trained me for. And I think I, I, I was capable of doing more, but it was just the travel and the dehydration um, that really got to me. Um, like I traveled over there on my own and I didn't eat or drink for like 36 hours because my weight was probably a little bit over and I don't do any water cut or anything like that. In 
I was sat on a bus actually I remember going to the event and it was like 20 odd degrees in like we were all crammed into a bus like sardines in I got finally got to the hotel and I literally just felt absolutely terrible in I think it was like 12 hours before the competition and, and I woke up I had such a bad headache um in it was just I didn't have good enough prep going into the competition and I blame myself for that um that's something that I need to focus more on I think um like obviously your weight cut is quite important for us guys and the night kilo and I just didn't do that right for that day um I'm definitely capable of doing it but at that point it just yeah it just took out of me like the traveling journey in I woke up on a day and I just it just didn't felt right I felt like I had like a good 160 163 in me that day um but getting to it I mean it's, it's experience as well like it's a big platform in front of Sejuna Savickas and people like that um I can't say that really got to me um, I, think you, I think you actually did similar similar to what he did on that day actually yeah, did I you think. Know, did you know, what 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 did he what did you lift and what did he lift? Um, I think I've done like one five two point five. I'm sure he only did like one sixty or something, didn't he? Yeah, he did something like that. Yeah, um, but it's weird, like because I think on the second my first attempt was like one forty. Second attempt, I was going to go one forty, one fifty, and then one six. Um, one six, one six three, or something like that. And I done the one forty, felt really good. One fifty, it it just don't know, it just seemed really off, and I didn't have it in me at all. So then I had to go up to one five two point five in my third lift, and I think it's my last lift actually. It just went up like really easy, which I was really peed off. Like to be fair, because I knew on the day I was capable of like winning that competition, but I don't know. It's just maybe, like I said, it was the weight cut in. I just didn't prepare myself very well for it, to be fair. Um, but obviously that all comes through experience and I know what to do for next time now. Like I say, like I've, I've only been in the sport for uh, four years and I'm learning every single day, even though I'm like England, European champion, I'm still learning myself. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. The best way to wake up. Um, in and it's, it's brilliant like that, that, you, that your, your attitude's like that as well right? because you see a lot of people that make it to a decent level and they get to that they get over that threshold where they think they yeah they, they know best and they know everything and uh, like uh, uh, even like say say when you when you come up to train a few times and just 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 seeing you like talk like talking to like even even talking to me or talking to other lads at the gym like twins or whatever yeah and you can see that you like 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 I am to be honest like you're trying to like you almost I don't know whether it's conscious or subconscious but you're like trying to you like extract everything from every conversation that's what it seems like yeah it's like like listening and trying like trying to th think about how things could apply to you like I like it it's good yeah yeah definitely definitely I mean I've always said like uh, failing to prepare is fail is preparing to fail and that's what I need to carry over into my next like competitions, I think, is just my preparation in, I don't know, maybe my weight cut um, a little. Like, I'm concentrating now because when I've done Worlds, actually, it's over obviously three days um, last year. And yeah, I really struggled with that, to be fair. I mean, day one, um, I think I weighed in at like, 91 kilo in I literally just couldn't put any more weight on going over the other two days so in the final day three I was still only like 91 kilo and I was competing against some of the under 90 kilo lads that bloomed up to like 100 kilo do you know what I mean so that's something where I need to focus a lot more now like I mean when I cut when it comes to like European strongest man last year I mean I know I'm capable of getting like top three in the world I know I am because yeah one one day events is really good for me to be fair um but the three-day events, literally, I just really struggle with at the moment. Um, like, as you know, I competed against that Pavo, who's like a world-class athlete. In I beat him at European Strongest Man. And so I know yeah. I've got it in me to be at that level. And that's why yeah, I was really... Sp speaking, of, speaking about pa Pavo, right? I was just going to mention him, actually, to you. 
because I, I competed against him at um, the Strongman Champions League in India. Right? Yeah. And talking about talking about weight cuts and actually being He's skillful. He's a monster, mate. He's a monster. I know he is. I know yeah. he is. I beat him on Yoko, I was buzzing. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but... He he's like you could see that he's really skilled and experienced with yeah. the weight cutting. Like definitely, he, he, lo- he looked like looked like um, lo- I thought he looked ill at the weigh-in. Like, yeah, like I, I remember seeing him at world stick stick yeah. man. And then and then on the second day, yeah, he was like huge. he looked massive. It was like yeah. and I think he said he was like one hundred and one or something. Yeah, and he was just like just like came into his own. I think he came yeah uh, second to. Um, is it Victor Pozadeski? Yeah. I can't pronounce it. He's yeah. amazing. And I think over the three-day competitions, I think uh, that is a big part in being able to be like a top five world athlete is to be able to really focus and dial in on your weight, um, especially, like I say, over three days. Um, it's something that's going to affect you and it's something that you really need to dial in on if you're going to succeed at that sort of level which is something yeah. that I'm now going to put a lot of focus on. Um, and I mean, that's why pretty much that I've done my uh, personal training course is just to get a little bit more in depth into um, a bit more nutrition in how I can then adapt myself to being at that certain weight and yeah, being brilliant. able to cut and put your weight back on and all that sort of thing. So what 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 kind of um, weight would you cut cut down from like two four weeks like say two weeks before like for go on um, so like I never really go over the ninety four ninety five kilo mark so two day two weeks out I mean I remember your podcast with uh, Naga he was saying like two weeks out he was like ninety six and I'm like yeah. Jesus Christ two weeks out I'm like ninety one ninety two kilo. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I just yeah, think, yeah, yeah. well, maybe I am doing something wrong here because, do you know what I mean? I, I just, because I go to the weigh-in and then literally I'll refeed, rehydrate, and then I'll just be sitting at like 93 kilo. Like, no, I wouldn't go over that through the competition. Yeah. And those sort of guys, they've blown up to like 98 kilo, 100 kilo straight away. Yeah, well, and that's that, something that, that's that I the, need to focus on. That's the thing. Are they, but are, are they actually ballooning up, or or is that just actually their proper weight? Well, like that's, that's actually I, yeah. That's yeah. actually their proper weight, yeah. and then the then the water that's, cutting so well. Yeah. Whereas that that might be where where you where you're kind of killing yourself a little bit. Where you're if you're actually you're actually like a true ninety two ninety three. Yeah. Um, and then all these other guys have got another half a stone on you to a stone. Yeah. Why? And why? As it, you know, can, that's going to affect. And it's going to make a big difference. So that's something that, like I said, I need to dial in on and get a little bit better with and a little bit more experience with that. Because I think um, going into the bigger competitions, I just, uh, at Worlds last year, it was definitely something that really hindered me from being in that top five. I mean, after the first first day, I was like top four. And then going into the next uh, two days, I just felt absolutely drained. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know what it was, but I just felt totally drained. Going, I mean, as you know, the last two days were pretty much my favourite events. In yeah, just didn't go to plan at all. I was, I mean, I was carrying two injuries on a tennis elbow, and I, I was struggling to grip the farmers. But I'm not giving up, up excuses at all. I just wasn't good enough, and I just didn't prepare well enough for that. Do you think shame, that you really. could, what, Do you think if you'd have, you'd have held your lockout on your deadlift? And, yeah, um, that would have made a huge difference. Yeah, because that's massively. where you'd fu- that's where you'd fucked it, wasn't it? That's what. And then, yeah, my head literally just—I knew so then, then straight away. Then after that, like, you knew even if you did your best on your other stuff, you, you wouldn't have been yeah. happy with. Because... I mean, as you know, at that sort of elite level, um, you make one slight little mistake against those sort of athletes, and you and you want to be that top three, then it's totally game over. You make one little mistake, you've got to be perfect all round to be in that top do, three. Do you think you'd? Um, do you think uh, the sec the the next day would have been any better, or the events after the deadlift would have been any better if you'd uh, finished the deadlift how you expected to and didn't get the? Or do you think you just felt physically? I mean, no, I, I felt physically smoked. But don't get me wrong, but I think that affected me an awful lot. 
because as you yeah. know, when I come up to yours to train, I absolutely smashed the deadlift. You know yeah, what, no, the numbers no. that I was hitting in, for me to do that, like, and I was expecting to smoke all four, and then for me to do that, and I was just like, Jesus, man. I mean... I, re I remember you messaging you and just thinking that there was nothing that, like, I didn't even try and say anything to you because I could just t sense that we're, you were like unconsolable, really. Yeah. And you were like, you, you were like, you just had to deal with it, really. Thing you is, had it, to get, it, get it your head around yeah, it. It was tough. Like you could, because... you could tell that you were really just. Yeah, it was tough for me because um, at Worlds I had no support, so yeah. I had nobody to really talk to about it or. Do you know what I mean? And speak to, I'll just go back to my room and just dwell on it. And that really affected me over the next few days. So I was like, I've, I've fucked it now. Like, what's the point of me even going in for like day three? That's what my thought was and my mentality was going into that. And yeah, it really affected me, like, to be fair. Um, and I, to be fair, I had like Terry Hollins and that coming out to me, giving me some good advice and some good words and stuff like that. Um, which is really nice of them to be fair. Cause I think they could even, because I trained with Terry a couple of weeks out and I was literally totally on fire. Like with the power stairs, like I was repping what he was repping and Yeah. So he knew what I could, I was capable of doing, um, but it just wasn't there. And I was so, so gutted. It's just one of those competitions. It just didn't go right for me like at all, especially where I knew, I could have been pushing for top five. I, I just knew I could have, like, do you know what I mean? I, I had it in me to do it. When I trained the events up at yours that time, I, do you know what I mean? I felt pretty much invincible. And yeah, yeah, it just didn't work out for me. And I don't think, I didn't think it helped um, going over there for the three day event on my own, um, having no support, because I think that's a big thing. Yeah. I'm just thinking in my head, like, how good would it be, like, if, like say I don't know if this year or next year or whatever, but if there was like say you, say Flash, General, me, twins, like hope yeah. hopefully yeah, uh, Molly, Molly doing the under sixty threes, my my girlfriend, um, and then there's a there's a um, another, another another lad that I coach who's do from the gym who's do who who I think can. Uh, could get to under 80s. It'd be good, yeah. good going as like a, a bit of a squad from the same country, wouldn't it? Would you, how would you find, do you think that'd be good? Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be amazing. Like I say, like the top guys that come like top five, I mean, they all had a massive like entourage with them. Do you know what I mean? They had so much support for each other. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty brilliant to see, to be fair. And then, that's what made me think. I was like, I've done this all wrong. Like, I've come out here all on my own, no support. In it's just not good going into such a big elite competition to do that. Um, you definitely need to prepare better for that. Um, but obviously, it's, it's just one of those things, um, and that all comes with experience. So I took a lot from um, Naga actually and his entourage and that, and how much support he got in. Um, his so like i seen so he was going back and like having ice baths and stuff like that after each day and all that sort of thing and i think that helps a lot especially over a three-day competition and it's all about preparation i think for a three-day yeah. comp and that's it, something that i never had he's a cool dude isn't he yeah he's sound yeah it's nice to meet him and he's such a he's an animal to be fair yeah do, do you remember his medley did you watch yeah, his medley? Literally unbelievable. Fucking yeah. Absolutely ridiculous, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Jesus. Everybody was dead on their feet, except for him. So annoying. <laughs> but yeah, it's awesome. Right. So um I think the thing that I like about you you as an athlete, as a as a, even though like say you you've done like the log the log championships last year and you kind of like to kind of specialize a little bit with the overhead stuff and you you're yeah. great at that um the thing that i like about you is that you you you're a true strong man in terms of the fact that you you uh, your aim you, like you're well-rounded and you value being well-rounded and yeah. from like say um since we've been working together like your attitude to work in stuff that you don't maybe enjoy quite as much and doesn't come yeah. as natural to you. Like, 
whereas like some people in the past have almost had to like coax them into training weaknesses and do it in a way that they don't whereas you've kind of just just openly been willing to write well this is where I'm going to gain most points in in my comp yeah I get my if you got your if you using as an example if you got your log from say yeah 150 160 ish up to 180 like is that going to get you more points at at an average comp like it's probably not whereas if you yeah. you get get like some of your your weaker events up and um yeah you, you get you get from like say maybe mid, middle of the pile up to your guaranteeing in your your top two and three yeah that's that's where you you're kind of making your big difference isn't it what do you yeah. think yeah have you, have you always like, taken that approach or yeah like always like i pretty much train every event as this as it's my like worst event so i really hammer every single event i mean you can look at it this way i my first year at winning england's strongest man um going into that i don't think every every event that was put out for me i wasn't really worried about any of the events um and i don't think no i think i didn't win one single event um I think I was like top three in each event, but I think on the medley I messed up, which I come like fifth in, I still won that competition by 11 points. So that puts that into perspective of being able to be so consistent across all your events. It works for a strong man. You need to be, I mean, strong man, it's more of, got to be more of like an athlete nowadays, I think. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be such an all-round athlete. Um, you can't just have one discipline where you're good at and think you're going to go in and win a competition. You've got to be so all-round now because the guys that are coming up through the ranks are so fit, agile, and able to do anything. You've just got to be up there and be so consistent throughout the whole day over each event. And luckily for me, that's something that I'm good at, is being good at every individual event which i think it plays dividends for being able to win titles yeah i i agree and um honestly like as a mate and as a as a like forget the coach like as a mate and as a as a fellow athlete i i, I find it inspiring mate honestly um, yeah like if an example that that I like obviously we'll talk about the Europe from last year in a minute because that, that's quite interesting what happened at the end of there and stuff um but what because <clears throat> obviously it was so close for you and Parvo and obviously you won in the end um yeah. but I think the thing that got going back to this well-roundedness the thing that really impressed me with that Europe was how you did on the yoke like yeah. I thought yeah. like at the start of the start of the prep I thought like fucking hell like this is going to be going to be tough to like <laughs> I, 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 was, I think um I, that yeah you're going to lose a lot of points on that yeah but then we went you knew we, we went to we went to but then we went to i said to you right well we're going to train yoke twice a week for the next yeah. however long yeah and i think you may, maybe thought it was a bit mad and we did yeah. the we did one day for speed and one day a bit heavy or whatever yeah and it was mad how much better it got, wasn't it? Did you come? What did you come third on that? Was it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's mental because I, I was actually and if a bit you nervous have... going into it <laughs> because obviously um, England's that year. I think uh, I messed up the yoke, didn't I? In I think it was yeah, like three hundred. Dro- dro- you dropped three hundred, didn't you? Yeah, and then uh, I think three forty was Europe's. Yeah, you dropped. I mean, you dropped. You dropped three hundred on the hard, and yeah. then at Europe's you did three forty on the grass. Yeah. And um, unbroken and came came third. Yeah, uh, and I thought uh, uh, absolutely incredible because you, if you hadn't have committed to that and you hadn't have like been open minded to yeah. say right, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do it twice a week. Yeah, and like you wouldn't have won. You would yeah. not have won because I mean, that would have dropped that. you down. Yeah, I mean, I took that from England. So when I dropped the yoke, I knew that I had to focus hard on that event because. Um, all the other events I was quite happy with but I knew that I couldn't drop any points in the yoke um, and then obviously you planned it in for me to do it twice a week and I really really hammered that event in obviously it's shown um, 
when I'd done it in Europe, that it was a pretty steady, good run for me because I, I would say like Yoke's probably one of my least favorite events. But um, yeah, to do that on that day after England was uh, pretty awesome, to be fair. And like you say, I, yeah. I literally hammered it for, I don't know, six weeks prep with you planning it in for like, for me doing it twice a week. And it really paid dividends um, on the day, as you yeah. know. And and that, um, so just just a um, a word for the listeners about um, programming. Um, I think it go, goes back to like what we've talked about deadlift frequency and of um, like I'm an advocate of training more frequently if you shit at something blah 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 because it's easier to you can accumulate more volume and stuff. Yeah. And it goes back to this thing of people will be people will be listen, maybe listening to you thinking oh he's prepping for a three forty yoke and he's doing. How can he yoke twice a week with, oh, oh, my spine's aching thinking about it? Like, pe- mm. pe- people get scared of, tr- or like pe- people have been messaging me this week. So I did that two, 220 yoke for half a mile yesterday. Yeah. Um, so pe- people have been, oh, do you hate your spine? Do you hate your joints? Do you-? Whereas actually, it's just like anything else. Like, if you get the intensity right, so you can accumulate volume and practice, like, yeah. You, you could, you, I, I'm a big believer that you can practice. You can practice anything. So if, yeah. if um, a lot of people totally would take the, appro- t- take the approach with that yoke, they'd be like, "Oh well." <sighs> Where a lot of people go wrong and fucking hurt themselves, in my opinion, is they'd be like, "Say you after England's maybe not happy with that yoke and dropping it and stuff." Right. Well, I need to. Um, I need to work harder on yoke. And people's yeah. automatic response to working harder is usually right well go heavier or like go heavier in that one session and then that's where that's where in my opinion like people like risk fucking themselves up you know that try and overcompensate by upping the load too much yeah whereas what you did was upped the frequency so you could almost there was there wasn't as much pressure to go heavy like one day was ridiculously light with speed emphasis and the other day was just moderate really yeah so like I suppose I never asked you really, like we just, just cracked on with it. But how, how did you, like, in theory, yoking twice a week, how did you feel in that phase? How did you feel recovery-wise? Um, don't get me wrong. It was tough. Um, it really was. Um, but recovery-wise, I literally, I felt really good through it because obviously we were progressing, progressing the heavier weight each week. Um, and obviously uh, reducing the weight on my second um, yoke session, uh, obviously focusing on um, technique, um, foot speed and stuff like that. And I felt recovery-wise, it was totally, totally fine. I mean, it was daunting when I looked at the program, but once I got um, doing it after the first few weeks, it was, um, I was actually really looking forward to doing my yoke sessions. And I think that, yeah, it worked out really well for me recovery wise. I was literally, yeah, I was fine. Like, as you say, on like your spine and stuff like that. And um, with the frequency that we were doing, it didn't really affect that at all, to be fair. It worked really well for me. And I, th- and I think the key, the, the key thing is, and credit to you, is being, um, being consistent with the program. Because if you look at, so I can't even remember what it would be like, but like you look at week one of the program, and like say this yoke for instance and i'm talking about this quite a lot be- like today because it's kind of one of those scary exercises that people get scared of training they're like oh yeah well it'll oh it fucks me up hardest thing to recover from all yeah. that shit um whereas you look at like week one of the block or whatever and because you've committed to saying right well we've got however long eight weeks 12 weeks or whatever um because you've committed to being consistent for that long yeah. You don't need to take you don't need to take any big jumps. You don't need to no, be taking exactly. any, any any risky jumps. Yeah. Like like say if you're peaking for your three forty yoke, like eight weeks out could be it could be two two twenty ish, two hundred ish. Yeah. You could be starting a week yeah. one as you as you yeah. which would be absolutely fine for, yeah. for, for 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 a lot of people at this level. Actually easy. And then yeah. you look at your program the week after and you think Oh shit! I've got yoke again, and you look, and it's two twenty, like two twenty mm. for whatever distance, and you think, oh well, I did I did two hundred last week. It's only twenty kilos more. It'll be fine, and because yeah. it's so gradual, yeah, because you're so slow consistent. Progression. 
yeah, and like you say, being so consistent and it's such a slow, uh, gradual incline in the weight. That's why my recovery was so good and I didn't feel like it affected me at all. Um, and obviously on the day when I come to do it, I was so surprised at how good that 340 felt through that phase of what we'd done with the yoke. So um, what, what do you feel is like your, your area, biggest area? It, well, what would you say are your two weakest events at the minute? Or if you, you saw, basically, if you saw a comp coming out and you're looking at the list of the events, what are you kind yeah. of secretly hoping that's not there? <laughs> I can tell you straight away, that's fucking the shittest event ever is front hold. <laughs> It is a load of shit. I hate that event. I mean, I got strong shoulders and that, so you would have thought like my doubts and that are really good, but I literally struggle so bad with that. I just think it's such a pointless event. It's horrific. I hate it. I don't know if um, I speak for every other strong man. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, such a pointless event. I hate it. What, what I what I hate about that is the fact that it's um I think it's I think it's really shit in terms of how um, there's so much there's so much variance in terms of like what you can get away with. Yeah, like you can you can cheat it. Like you can see you watch people people at comps and their arse are coming off the thing, which completely changes it. You exactly. see people change changing the yeah. changing the arm angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, I don't, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's definitely not fair. Some of the because every every judge is different. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it that can affect you your and your points so much do you know what i mean from having a shit ref which i had at europe's to be fair which i was uh, yeah. seething about who actually refed me on my medley and got that fucked up as well but i won't go into that um but so, yeah um, oh <laughs> i've got a confession to make with the with the com the last comp that i did forward hold forward holding it was actually the last event, right? It was like the deciding event. And I think it was about maybe second or third or something. It was the strongest in the North. I competed against twin, uh, twins and uh, uh, a couple, couple, of other, couple of other guys. And, um, and it was actually me and Tim head to head. But we had, oh, yeah. two, uh, we had uh, two different refs. Right? Yeah. And I just thought, oh, fucking hate this. I'm going to cheat. <laughs> as, as, as much as, not, sorry, not cheat. I'm going to get, yeah, cheat. No, I'm going to get away with as much as I can. Get away right? as much as you can, yeah. So I'm like this. I'm still keeping my ass in contact, but like literally there's a video. There is a video somewhere. Yeah. And I've got, the, I've got this, I've got the forward hold like put it as high as my, uh, as high as my head. Yeah. And, um, and I ended up getting whatever the weight was. I ended up getting 40 seconds and winning the event because yeah. it was like, and it was not a particularly good event for me. And I could see Tim. I could see Tim, and he's holding it like that, <laughs> like pa like paralyzed. Yeah. And, um, and the ref's telling him to lower his arm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but that that for me, um, is just why it's a, why it's a sh why it's a shit event, really, because like you, you you've got you had two different refs for a head to head there, and it's just all subjective, very subjective, isn't it? Like the yeah. the height of yeah. it changes completely. Like yeah. I could have very, very easily, if I'd have had the other ref being honest with it, I could have dropped down to fifth with the, yeah, exactly. it might not five or six seconds off, yeah, yeah, like yeah. very easily because it was very close, yeah. which would have mean, meant that I, I, I didn't finish where I did. Yeah. Um, so let, let's, let's talk briefly about um, what, what happened. At, so let, let me, um, what was it ever written down to say? Right. So talk, talk to me about, the mental side and how you deal with um, basically a bit of a fuck up that happened at, um, like, say, Europe's last year. Basic, basically, yeah. to paint the paint the picture. Um, yeah. Shout out to Pavo, Pavo Paso. He's absolute class, and he was. Um, yeah. And he was. Um, it was you, you and Pavo had like basically neck and neck all day, wasn't it? And then yep. it was down to, down to the medley at the end, and um, yeah, and basically they they'd messed up the times that they recorded, and um, we had Lee to just to win just, and then um, Parvo uh, Parvo got the victory on the day, and um, Lee had like Lee obviously has put everything into it, so he had a had a paddy and stormed off home and stuff, and 
Mate, I, I tell you what, like, I, I've never experienced that. Back. I've never experienced that in my life. In like, I, on that day, Europe's, I'd done, it was, it was so important for me to win, to retain that title. And I felt I'd done everything possible that I could do that day to win my title back. And I did. I know I did for a fact. In I went and oh, I think I was first going into the last event. I've seen Pavo do his run. I was like, yeah, it's quick. Um, but I knew I could go quicker. I, I just knew it. Um, so I'd done the event, um, finished off. Everyone was cheering. Come up to me. What do I make? Brilliant. You won by like... <laughs> Two seconds. I was like, oh, that was, it. You, that was the worst, worst thing about it. you. Had like loads of bit like me and like oh. a lo load of other people recording it and like, uh, yeah, Lee, uh, don't, don't let to it, don't let on, mate. But uh, you've uh, you've won yeah. by two seconds or whatever. <laughs> Pavo, Pavo, come up to me and he said, "Oh, well done, champ. Fucking brilliant." And I was like, I "Get in there," because obviously his missus timed it. They knew that I'd won it, and I was like, "Yeah, fucking won." Blah blah blah. And then they started calling it all out. Got like fifth, fourth, third. Uh, can't remember his third, and then second. Obviously, not expecting my name to be called out, and they called my name out. I was just like, "What?" Everyone like, I looked round, and I was just like, "Is that a joke or what? What's going on?" And then like Pavo's reaction was like, "What? Oh my god!" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> then I walked up. Obviously, being the sportsman that I am, uh, took my trophy, took the pictures, and then I, yeah, I was in. Ugh, I was in a bad way, so I literally I just had to leave. Um, obviously, I congratulated Pavo on such a class of performance um, because he's such a top guy, and I didn't want to take it away from him on the day. Um, but I knew deep down that I'd literally been cheated out of retaining my title, and that affected me a lot, to be fair. It really did, because I put so much work into that, and it literally got taken away from me, and I can never get that back now, to be fair. Never. What the memory? You got the title, yeah. haven't you? I yeah, got yeah, the you... title. Um, but the but the memory of that day is always yeah. It's just being on the podium with my family. Everyone come down to watch me, and I put everything that thing, into like, that. Like tra traveling, traveling all that way, and like just being in a shit that, mood. That, yeah, like you, it, yeah. You were such, in... I remember me messaging you like saying that we we could get the live stream and time it off the live stream. That's how we did it, didn't we? Yeah, and I was just and, like, um, how got, they got, got to review the so bad. review the footage. So fair, fair play, it. fair play to um, official strongman. I thought it was absolutely I mean, brilliant. Yeah. How I mean, the, people uh, might say to me that it was wrong for me to look into it, but I knew that I'd been cheated out of it. In I knew that I won that competition. I didn't want to take it away from Pavo at all. Um, yeah. But I knew I'd done everything possible that I could to win that title, and I did. And I got cheated out of that. Um, but thankfully for um, the guys, they. I think it was. It was, a, it was. It was a. It was a fuck up, wasn't it? It was a mistake. Oh, I don't think. I, yeah. I don't think there was. Are they any, just got like, the timings I, wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. what. It, that's what it was. I don't think there's, yeah. there's any mal malice or anything. No, 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 just, I, no. I'm it was just you, it human... like that. I'm just that like, they probably written down something wrong, or they they've done something wrong there, which yeah was a bit of a but, fuck up from their side. But fair, fair play to. Um, official strongman because they 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 reversed it and sorted it yeah, out. Yeah, to be fair, footage. like they a lot a was... lot of organizer would have, a lot of organizers would have told you to fuck off. I think. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, I mean, Dave Warner was uh, brilliant with me after it. Like, do you know what I mean? And they, uh, Darren Sadler, they all reviewed the footage. They took it down off the live stream, um, and then had obviously got in contact with me and Pavo. Um, they didn't take the title away from him, which I thought was good. Um, but obviously, they give me the title as well. So because they can't really take the title away from Pavo after well, he's no, gone but, through all that. Yeah, because, because but, like you could you could argue on the day with the referee's decisions, like he, he won, didn't he? Like yeah. it, was, it was out of your, out of your hands, but, you're, you, but you've won all. Like, I, th I think that's a good, good I, solution, actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what people think. They probably say that I shouldn't have looked into it or anything like that, but like, I don't care. I completely I knew, agree I, with you. I won that, and I put everything I th into that competition. I think you're, you're man enough and a good enough sport to, if you you put everything into you you were like say, absolutely brilliant on your five events, and you got beaten by a better man. Like yeah. I think you'd be. You're, obviously, you're competitive, and you'd be you'd be fuming and 
But yeah. but you could you can accept that, can't you? But when you've put in such a yeah. like and an absolute awesome performance, day. yeah, yeah, I literally put everything like, into like it. it. Like that that sandbag run, that sandbag run was like it was magic, wasn't it? Yeah, like, like everything was back, perfect. Was... Yeah, in uh, Pavo like, amazing yeah. it um, medleys. Do you know what I mean? And to be able to keep out of him in uh, beat him on that was just the icing on the cake. And then for it to all then just be shot down, I was like, Jesus Christ, it's mental. So like mentally, over the last like couple of weeks after that, it was. Just absolutely drained me literally drained me like because i mean for anybody out there that's uh won a competition a major competition something like europe's in you're there to go again to retain that title just to prove that it's not a fluke the first time you're actually good yeah. enough to win that title that meant so much to me for me to get that title back do you know what i mean just to prove to everybody that i am capable of retaining the title and I am one of the best strongmen out there that's what it meant to me like do you know what I mean and then when that got took away from me from the competition that I had was just yeah it absolutely drained me uh, like mentally killed me but like like you say they uh, the organizers sort out and I can't thank them enough to be fair brilliant um have you <clears throat> have you thought about um Considered the 105s comp this year, this year, the Super Series thing. Yeah, I'm not too sure what it's going to be, though. I'd love to be able November. to... November. Uh, is it November? November, yeah. they've set a date. Um, Have you seen the event? I haven't yet, no. But I'd like so, to um, go in there press. and take a few scalps. Yeah, I think, honestly, mate, I think you should do it. Um, I've entered. Um, a couple of, other, couple of other guys that I coach have entered for a bit of fun. Um, Two two eighty deadlift for fifteen inch axle. Yeah. Uh one twenty five yoke press. Yeah. Um what is it? two eighty frame carry. Um so you'll have to work on those bitch mittens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh I joking. Um and then uh, three th I think it's three forty yoke. Uh, yeah. 50 out, 15 minutes drop, 15 meter drop and turn, and then there's a medley, and then there's another event as well. But the pretty, yeah. seems pretty, pretty cool event. So oh, there's a arm over arm, I think. <clears throat> but yeah, that'll be nice, classy. Yeah, decent you, event. You, yeah, I'll be you, um, you, oh, yeah, well, well up for that. I'm always up be, for like um, challenging myself, so it'd be good. And and all the fair, stuff that you go on. When I'm sorry, when I um, competed actually, when I was saying back to when I was competing in 2016. Um, that's the first time I met David Williams at the 105s, and he won the yeah. 90. I won the 90s. He won the 105s. And when I seen him then, I was like, "Oh man, I want to compete against that guy so bad!" Like, even though he's yeah, a bigger he's lad, class, isn't that, he? yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I met him. Is, um, I met him in India, uh, Strongman Champions League. He it, did the 105. Sound as well, such a nice guy. Um, so that's somebody he, that I really want to compete against in, in the future. So this might be my opportunity to go up against him, which would be really, really, really good. Yeah, that bit that'd be mega. He he was absolutely yeah. I want to get I want to get him on the podcast actually and talk yeah, about one oh fives. Um he did he did um at Strongman Champions League warming up for the, the uh duck walk and he rolled his ankle and fucked his ligaments yeah, big time. I see. Yeah. And then um and he was he was just gone. And then yeah. like and then like whatever, an hour later I saw him doing duck walk. I saw him yeah. doing the duck walk, and he wasn't—he wasn't trying to walk. He was—he was like doing like a double jump step, so he could. And he just yeah. thought, "Oh well, if I can get it halfway, yeah, I can get a point." And he ended—I think yeah. he ended up beating beating somebody on it doing that. And then and then he did the stone stone run at the end with his and yeah. his and his. Oh god, his ligaments were—he was—he was a state, and he still what, uh, um, so soldiered on. It was brilliant. It's what strong man's all about, though, isn't it? It's pushing your body to the complete, absolute limits, and that's what I love about the sport. Yeah, and that's so, why I do it. So, little word for for somebody starting out, then, what would you say? What's your advice to who's because there's plenty of people who listen to this who are at the level, like say whatever, maybe thinking about doing the first comp. I've asked a few of the other guys to give us a bit of advice on this. So, what would your what would your words be for? those guys who um just 
do it for yourself surround yourself with like-minded people um as in try and get yourself to a gym um where people train uh strong man um and obviously do it do it for yourself do you know what i mean that you enter your first competition don't worry about the people's names that are on the list that you're competing against because that's where i i learned a lot from uh competing um in my first few years was competing against the best in getting knowledge from those guys and the strongman community is so close that you can just go up to one of those guys and just get little bits from them do you know what i mean and they'll be more than willing to help you with that do you know what I mean? So don't go into a comp worrying about winning it. Just do it and enjoy it and do it for yourself and then see where you go from there, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. I've, I've had a bit of a rant on an earlier podcast about this. Like, um, you, you've, you've summarised it there about do it for yourself. I think that's such a good point for people to take mm. away. Because, like, the, the, you see so many people competing at, say novice novice level inter's level or whatever and you can see that they're doing it for you can see that they're doing it for the recognition and the trophies and the exactly and it's yeah. and it's just like like from the outside looking in who like from our perspective i suppose like you can actually see that they're actually holding their own progress back and i think that's just, that's just through um that's just through putting too much pressure on themselves you've just got to go into a competition, especially your first one, and just try and enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Don't put no pressure on yourself to want in one of those trophies or to be the best. Just go out there, do it for yourself and enjoy it. That's how I found yeah. it. And then going like from then on, just enjoying it and meeting new people and getting advice from some of the top guys, which helped me a lot in my strongman journey. Yeah, so start off enjoying it. Do it for yourself, and then yeah. gradually, as you get more confidence with uh, your craft, like like we've talked about before, like I recommend getting into the weight class or even the open or whatever. And like yeah. like Lee said, like that he was privileged enough to do in his first year, that he managed to find his level in the in the first year. He got the opportunity to go against people at the the best available at that time at Worlds, yeah. and like we said before, like it helped you with your goal setting and you realize that, right, this is what I need to be at. This is what I, yeah. this is, this is my goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, going into world is my first year as a novice. I didn't have any expectations going into that at all. I just wanted to go out there and enjoy it and enjoy the competition. And even though I, I come top 10 in my first, uh, first year, but I, I wouldn't be the athlete who I am today if I didn't go to that, competition and be at worlds that paid dividends into who i am today and what i've done yeah whereas a lot of people like some people some people who are starting out again going to put too much pressure on themselves yeah would almost yeah. see that oh well you 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 can't you, like you didn't come near the top at the world's comp like that that yeah. like like the normal like some people see that as like perceived failure or not doing quite as well yeah like, like an, an example is right, and I haven't spoke about this on the podcast, right? I did uh, when I I did my first under nineties last year at Europe yeah. when I competed with you and Joe and yeah. okay came last twelve out of twelve no rep the log no rep the deadlift yeah just looked like just felt like I was fucking dead like a zombie from whatever yeah and um, my dad came to watch and he doesn't obviously he doesn't really get what I'm all about to be honest yeah and. Um, and he rang me up on my way home. I, I, I was buzzing because I'd achieved my goal of people who said that I couldn't get from 116 kilos down to under 90. Right, that yeah. was my goal. I didn't, I didn't give a fuck about the. I, did, I, I actually just what, like really wanted to come and watch you and help you and, yeah, and yeah, Joe yeah. and be part of the whole experience. And like my dad said to me, my dad said to me, um, "I'm not being funny, son. Um, you want to give you want to give that up? Uh, you're uh, you're out." <laughs> You're out of your depth. Um, uh, you 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 know good at it, and that, that that's what he said. <laughs> and um, and my my mum was there when uh, when uh, when he said it, and my mum was like absolutely disgusted and absolutely furious. But like, luckily because I've got this mindset, like what we talked about earlier on, yeah, yeah. about that. 
I don't, that stuff like that doesn't bother me and it doesn't it doesn't actually make me more determined to prove people wrong I'm not motivated by that at all I'm just so stuck in my own bubble about all I give yeah. a fuck about is what I want to do so yeah. I, so that so that didn't like um knock me back at all but that's like linked with my my, my dad is that is that kind of like I love him don't get me wrong and I get get on with him and laugh but he's in that kind of how can I say? I, I just think he's got that loser mentality, basically. Yeah. Of like, like he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to perceive that, like he hasn't achieved anything. Yeah. Sporting wise or whatever in his in his life or whatever, like he's he's one of those that, you know, plays it safe or, like, wouldn't take a risk kind of yeah. mentality. Um, and he just just couldn't perceive how somebody could put themselves out there so much and be willing to come stone cold last. And to take, to to use that as a valuable experience to grow from, if you will. So, yeah. now I've opened up a bit there, guys. So, um, <laughs> so you, but you, but but you use that. Don't don't be afraid of. Uh, like I said before, and I keep banging on about like, don't be afraid of putting yourself out there. Like, go go yeah. go, put putting yourself um, out of your comfort zone and stuff. Just go for it, right, mate. To fi- to finish off with, um, so you you've started your. Uh, um, like you're doing your personal training, haven't you? So yeah, um, yeah. So you've started a little bit of bit of online coaching and training and stuff. Yeah. Um, how can people get in contact with you regarding getting some uh, programming and some coaching um, and inspiration? Is Instagram or email? Yeah, or literally just thing? through my just through my Instagram. Be um, perfect. That's where most people get in contact with me um, lately. Is just through my Instagram account. On cool. That. So what? Uh, so what? What's your What's your Instagram tag so people can get in contact with you? Uh, Leosman Strongman and the Nike Kilo. Yeah, it's got a load of dashes in it, hasn't it? As well. Yeah, so you, I mean, tell, I can't go what... through all that, but if you put Leosman in it up on the search, all oh, right, right, right okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so hook hook him up if you um, for for some online coaching guys, and um, as you can uh, probably see here from today that he's um really well grounded down to earth lad who who's got this um amazing mindset that'll be um will be great to to uh to, to help you with your goals um right thank you very much lee uh we'll call it a, very much we'll, we'll, i say this every week i say i call it a wrap that i don't even know what it means but i'm just in the habit of <laughs> right um Thank you. Diddly doom doom.